All right, good morning, Four Oaks, Tuesday, October 3rd. It is for you and it is for us as well. It's a little later in the day, but we are here in Philippi. This is Mount Philippi. This is the Four Oaks group, of course, right over here as our live studio audience. And we are right outside the traditional site of where Paul and Silas were imprisoned in Philippi. So I wanna, I wanna take us back just for a second and get a different visual in our mind about prison. Um, 1970s Brady Bunch. Anybody remember, remember this episode? Okay, the Brady Bunch clan was locked in the prison and it was kind of this big game where they had to figure out how to get the key off the wall. Mike Brady finally did it with his big boot. Remember, anybody remember this? Okay, so a lot of times we think about the story of Paul and Silas in prison kind of that way. That, that they were escorted into jail. They were preaching the gospel. They needed the authorities need to figure out what to do with them. They're sort of in this nice, clean, sanitized place with bars, you know, and they're kind of shaking the bar, trying to figure out how to get out. Uh, they get lonely at night. They sing some hymns, and then God appears and delivers them in the middle of the night uh, by opening all the doors. We, we sort of think about that sterilized version when in reality, and for those uh, of us who uh, read the books in preparation for the trip, we know this was not what would happen at all. And so essentially, what would happen before people were imprisoned is that they would be severely flogged and beaten publicly. And this was something that was um, sometimes was, was torturous enough to kill, but prisoners were stripped down naked, they were flogged, and then they were put in the stocks of a prison, just like Paul and Silas were. So we can remember this was uh, in a cave. It was in the dark of the night. They were abandoned. They were in stocks. They had no clothes. They were bleeding. They were really in a tortuous state. And what does it tell us happens in Acts 16? It says they began to sing hymns. And we've always wondered, like, what were they singing? Like, where, where did what hymns were these? And... We don't know this for sure, but Paul, when he is writing later to the Philippians, he quotes a hymn. And we don't know where this hymn came from, but some have speculated, and I think it's, 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 a, it's a good idea, that, that this was the hymn Paul and Silas composed as they were in prison that night, as they were meditating on the Word of God, as they were praying, um, that this was something that God really it was a word that God gave them and it's interesting that when they were suffering who it was that they thought about and what it was that they thought about and I just want to, to read this passage again it's super familiar from Philippians 2 I think Paul and Silas um, as they wrote this hymn and sang this hymn and taught the church in Philippi this hymn is that as he is seeking to encourage them to serve and to humble themselves and to imitate Christ, he goes back to that night and he quotes this hymn. And listen to this again with, with kind of a renewed sense of perspective. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. 
Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So a lot of times when we are suffering, we immediately think, what do I need to do to get out of this situation? How do I need to, to make this better? How do I, how, who can fix this for me? And for Paul and Silas, what they did was they meditated upon Jesus. And so they saw this as an opportunity to, to live out the afflictions of Christ in their own afflictions. And it's very telling that at the end of this little hymn, he reminds us the paradox of the gospel, that by becoming weak, we become strong. By Jesus humbling himself, he becomes Lord over all. And so Paul, even in the midst of being in those stocks, in this little um, dark cave-like dungeon, he and Silas know that whatever happens, and they don't know what's going to happen to them, right? We know what happens, and so we have an assurance to it, but they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know if they're going to be executed the next day or, or, or what exactly is going to transpire. But he knows that all of this is seeking to further the glory of Jesus. And that as the people, these Philippians, have known that he and Silas have suffered for the sake of the gospel, they too will be encouraged um, in their own suffering by looking not ultimately to Paul, right? But ultimately to Jesus, who became obedient to death, even death on a cross. And um, I just, you know, the gospel just turns the perspective of suffering upside down, doesn't it? It just completely uh, transforms this idea that it is the mighty who reign, it is the strong who prevail. And God says, I'm going to I'm going to turn, make, make, make all that just foolishness to the world. And through the foolishness of the world, I'm going to, to be strong. Through my death, I'm going to give you life. And just always, a, 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 as, as, we, as we think about our perspective as 21st century Westerners, to, to know that through the sufferings of the servants of Christ, the gospel was, was brought to us. And so... Um, but again, I think Paul would want to tell us, Paul's not the hero of this story. As we know from this hymn, Jesus is the hero of this story. All right. I'm going to pray, and thanks for joining us, Four Oaks. Hope to see you back tomorrow. Lord Jesus, we ask now that as we meditate upon your mercies through the gospel, through your servant Paul, receiving um, just those blessings through his suffering, that, again... We wouldn't use this as an opportunity to worship Paul. We would use it as a, as a chance to emulate Paul, but to worship you more deeply, Jesus. And so thank you for giving us this opportunity to see up close and personal the sufferings of your servants, um, and uh, which ultimately point us to your sufferings on our behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.